0: Hello and welcome to The Way Shrine, never knowing where the conversation will take us. I'm Mike, and I'm joined as always by my fabulous co-host...
1: Hi, I'm Tash. <laughs> uh, yes, that, that's,
0: about... <laughs> yeah, that, that's about our level of professionalism.
1: Well, at least we remember the introduction this Oh, <laughs> <sighs> That's what I'm saying
0: yes podcasting is hard when you only record half the half the audio and have to do it again and
1: we had such good conversations last time we
0: did but luckily i have got two news articles about two different genres in gaming that i think hopefully we'll get at least one of them talked about today
1: okay then right then we might
0: as well just jump into it then so let me i'll send you i'll send you the news article for the first one and then i'll pop it up on the screen
1: Oh, I think I saw this.
0: Yeah, so after 30 years, the the largest Sega arcade, or one of the largest Sega arcades in Japan. Japan? God, I'm going to sound really... Yes, it's
1: in Tokyo, Japan.
0: Yes, yes, I do know this. Yes, I do know this. It's, it's shutting down. And I know from watching a documentary about it, it's not necessarily their choice. It's... They need to do work on the building. So the company that... They owns the building is saying you've got to get out. So it's obviously catastrophic this place has been here for 30 years. But the question this promotes is with the changing of the world with the evolution of home gaming, how long do you think these places will actually last and how important are they in the gaming world we have?
1: So with or without the nostalgia goggles on, let's think. I personally would hope that arcades don't go away. Um, I don't think they'll fully go away, like forever. I think they'll become niche, specialised areas. Um, but I—I I mean, I just—I think the last time I went to an arcade, I think I was probably in the <laughs> God, that's um, depre-
0: that's depressing. That—that's your remembrance yeah. of an arcade.
1: No, I mean, that, that was a couple of years ago. That was twenty nineteen. was the last one I went to an arcade. Obviously, pandemic, pandemic sort of thing. Um, but I mean, if you think, I mean, think about the the arcade area in the bowling place. Yeah. I mean, it's not they're not like they used to be. Not to sound old or anything, but um, I just remember years gone by. The the quality of the, the arcade games it were much. They felt much more like games, whereas now. A lot of the machines almost seem like they're just upscaled mobile app games.
0: I mean, it is terrible. Some of them, some of them are actually upscaled mobile app games. Yeah, I've definitely seen like Flappy Birds arcade machine.
1: That's the one that popped into my
0: head.
1: Actually, I was like, I saw some Flappy Birds arcade. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. But, yeah, I mean, I don't. I, I can see it not being as popular as it used to be. I think if it was to remain as it is, it re- will require some companies to invest in it. And obviously, seeing Sega arguably one of the biggest supporters of the arcade industry, although it's not really their fault, but the fact that they themselves, their own arcades, are sort of withdrawing from the space, it, def- it definitely isn't a great sign. Um, but saying that, I mean, you know, you. you there seems to be these almost like specialized arcades that are sort of catering to parties and sort of entertainment groups. I think there's one in like Milton Keynes where you could like go in, like you register for a couple of hours, you know, pay for a couple of hours to just be in the arcade. Yeah. Like all the retro stuff. So I think if they were sort of becoming specialized and appealing to say the retro scene and people from a nostalgia stance, I could see those sort of specialized arcades existing. But arcades as they used to be where it's sort of a general mix of modern and sort of classic arcade stuff for just general people just are wandering and put coins in i don't know i I think i think we'll see uh, a more I, i don't think we're going to see as many developers actually focus on creating games specifically for the arcades i think we'll just see adaptations of mobile games and other games and placed
0: in that space. Yeah, I I think you're right, because I I, I can't imagine it's a 100% profitable idea. As you say, the the mobile games sent into arcade cabinets, the first one we went to, both of us, was just the Flappy Birds cabinets we know we've seen. So an app developer can make an app costing very little money, and if it's successful, building a cabinet that can just run the app is not actually that yeah. difficult and your inputs are always designed to be pretty simple anyway so it's not like you need buttons and controls and a swipe control it's for this one it's just push a button and that's what's that's what makes the game addictive chasing a high score and a simple task that anyone can complete yeah but but do do you think the what do you think it's the way games are created or do you think it's the genre of games that people are moving toward You know, in the old arcades, you would gather around and watch somebody play and get to a high score. Nowadays, we're moving to a lot more of a multiplayer, all meeting online, playing the same game together. Is that one of the issues of an arcade? Is it that they haven't got a bank of eight machines all linked up to play Call of Duty together, rather than the fact that you have to meet up in a place to go at?
1: I mean, I don't know. I I think that society still... I think there's still an enjoyment in meeting up and, and doing these things.
0: Said so the two most antisocial people we can think of. <laughs> I know
1: the two people. That... But I mean, thinking about like the rise in couch co-op games uh, in recent years. You know, we're we're seeing the company that made A Way Out and It Takes Two. You know, we've seen things like um, oh, what's the chef, what's the cooking game where you.
0: Oh, God, um, I... Overcooked. overcooked.
1: Overcooked. You know, um, uh, don't um, keep calm and don't explode. You know, that there are, there's been a rise in recent years encouraging people to get together and play games. So I, I don't think it's really sort of from people's mindsets. I think it's more whether developers think there's money in it. Um, yeah. You know, and... I'm just sort of trying to think back to the last time I went to the bowling alley one, and I remember there was a Halo shooting game um, that was a four-player co-op experience. Okay. Um, so I, I don't, I don't think there's so much of a shift in genres as well because I think the classic, you know, beat 'em up um, shooters like The House of the Dead and all that, I, I think they're still popular. But I think it's going to be down to whether or not the businesses think it's economically viable for them to, to invest in making games for the arcade.
0: Yeah, I mean, sho- shoving pound coins in a machine or quarters or whatever is in anywhere in the world. Ty- time-wise, if you get good at the game, you're, you're eventually to the point where you're not making money off that person anymore. They can shove a pound coin in a machine and if they're good at the game, they will just keep playing on that pound coin. Do, do you think that also the meeting up experience has gone away? I, I think of us and our group meeting up and the one thing I think to immediately is escape rooms. And I is mean... is that taking away a little from it? I don't I think escape rooms and arcades are both brilliant things and I want them both to still be here. But is is the escape room a a grander adventure than the arcades?
1: that just because the arcades have been neglected if you were to compare say the arcades that you've been in growing up would that appeal to you as much as the the um the escape room because at the moment i mean if you think about like the arcade in the bowling alley that's local to say the escape rooms i would say the escape rooms are much more interesting um i would only ever go to that arcade if i was going bowling and just wanting to spend kill a few minutes in the arcade, I wouldn't think of it as specifically as, as a destination. I would think see it as sort of like a addition to what I was doing already.
0: So is that one of these so, problems? These places aren't destination, at least in the UK, because I know yeah, I based mean, on this article, yeah. this is a go-to place and this is a me- yeah. this particular store is a mecca for Sega lovers and you have to go there. You can't now, but you had to.
1: I think if it was a dedicated arcade, I think. I put. I, I. would. If there was a dedicated arcade in our local town, I definitely would visit it. I think it would be a fun social activity to do with friends.
0: But would you do so it regularly?
1: Would you, uh, I would be down to location and the uh, choice of games. Because um, because that's what de- these places
0: need. It's it's regular yeah. turning up of people. You know. Well, if, I
1: mean, I think, I think like a city like ours, which is a university city. It it would actually be a good location um for
0: one i think so but, but what what do you think the uh the computing museum the comp- video computing museum have you ever you've been there right
1: i've never been there you know, so i was planning on going there but then a little thing happened in 2020 <laughs> Just a small thing that skewed yeah. slightly so i've never actually been to the computer museum um, really you, this okay I've really go.
0: Yes, you should go. They, they are set up with a load of old games consoles as well.
1: You'll never be able to get me away from it. It'll be like me in a bookshop
0: all over again. Oh, yeah, but... I, I wonder how much people they get... They, they, they're they like the closest I can think of to a, a proper arcade. Maybe it's slightly better because you, you turn up, you pay an entry fee, and then you get to play whatever game is there. Yeah. But when, I, when I've gone, it's never been a... It's never been jam-packed, it's never been full of people. So, do you think they are... Do you think that's telling of what they are? Do you think they're tucked out of the way and people don't know about it? Or do you think it's a... It's just still not drawing to... Yes, the yes, we're in a university town, but it, is that still drawing enough to people?
1: I mean, I'll be honest, I think that... Because it's, it's sort of... It is in a really weird location to be honest. The, the, I, I, I didn't know until um, I can't remember if it was you or Danny that actually told me about it. I didn't even know we had a computer museum near us, so I know, I, I feel like it's not as well advertised, which may contribute to it. Also, you have to pay an admission fee, don't you, to actually get in? Yeah. So it's not It's not. Quite a traditional arcade in the sense of you're not actually paying to, you're not paying the machines; you're
0: paying to just enter. No, in. you don't. It's not full of arcade cabinets. It's it's full of games consoles yeah. throughout the years. So maybe this is not necessarily a good comparison. But I'm trying to think of, in the UK, what is a good comparison to this? You have got the the little tiny arcade cabinets stuck on the end of bowling alleys, yeah. but we we do not have a. I can't think of anywhere nearby that is a collective hub where I could go and have meet up with friends just as a social thing. Maybe this is another problem. This might be a cultural thing where if you look at stuff like budget Japanese apartments, they tend to be very small and packed because you don't spend your time in there. So going to the arcade is how you hang out with your friends. It's how you hang out with your work colleagues. It's it's where you get these games. And that comes to, is the Western market less likely to saw these because we're big houses we meet online with friends we're games consoles rather than arcade cabinets is it just that it doesn't fit the western world
1: i mean that's that's a that's a good point um because like even like the internet cafes about like the early 2000s we had them but they weren't massive as far as i as far as i can remember they weren't a huge part of our culture growing up even even with the limited internet that we did have so I I mean it could it could well be I mean I always think that sort of like the gaming situation particularly in the UK is very different to say Japan or even if you look at America um, just because we don't have as many say independent video game stores we don't have as many sort of what we would consider the typical arcades, um, which could very well be the reason why this you know the situation is as it is. Um, so may- maybe it's still quite a niche, a niche group uh, within the UK.
0: I, I'm just looking right now, and I, I've just googled uh, arcade. Uh... Amusement arcades, London, and nothing looks the set. Nothing looks like when you look at the Japanese arcade rooms. They all look a bit like a bit like you're gonna walk out and get a ninety nine, a Freda, a, a ninety nine McFlurry, and some sandals and walk on the beach, <laughs> rather than a dedicated arcade cabinet. Which I think is a shame because I think this is supposed to look like that, but I, I don't think it does. They all feel a little run-down arcade Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I don't know exactly which one I should look at.
1: So, I remember someone talking to me about a place in Milton Keynes, which I think is the closest, and it's called the Pixel Bunker.
0: The Pixel Bunker.
1: But it's sort of, it's almost like it's full of, like, the retro, (laughs) um, the retro arcade cabinets. Um, so it's not quite, it's not modern, but it definitely seems to have arcadey things.
0: I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing.
1: Um, but again, this is what I'm talking about. It's like, it's, a, it's almost like it's a specialised um, thing because it's sort of playing on the nostalgia. It's for the people that remember the arcades in that way. Yeah. Um, it does,
0: know. it does look quite nice, actually. But, again, it's a... Uh, it
1: does Sorry. be... It Sorry, does... guys, this is devolved from a podcast where I was planning a day trip out to the Pixel Bunker. Yeah.
0: It is very... Re- oh, my God, they've, they've, got the sim- they've got one of my favourite games. <laughs> so, it, uh, I, yeah. For people on... Because I've got it on my screen right now. This. Oh, they this. Can, they, they can... <laughs> yeah, I'm flicking through photos now this game this simpsons game oh that takes me back <laughs> i think we should go i think it'll be good
1: <laughs> it's a shame there you a... Go. there's this.
0: Hang it's a shame something like that near us but it's not too far away we could get there plan a big that's day out
1: that, that would be a thing if we were to go it would be a big day out
0: although there, there's apparently somewhere you can rent in our place for a day or something you were saying or is this this place
1: I think, I think it was, I can't remember off the top of my head. I think it may have been that place. I may be wrong. I'm, don't quote me on that. Uh,
0: you can quote her on that now. Quote, Please, quote, put the quote in now.
1: No, no no quotes. No, I will not be held responsible for that statement.
0: Yeah, I think it's a shame. <laughs> I think both you and I, I've probably never experienced like a, a proper good arcade. The, the only arcades we can think of are at the seaside stuff, and they always feel a bit tacky.
1: They certainly were a lot better when I was younger.
0: <laughs> were they better or did you just have rose tinted spectacles?
1: Um I'm going to invoke my right to remain silent on that one.
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> did you
1: did I you I mean wa- it, it could be that it was just rose tinted nostalgia feelings. But at the same time, I mean, you know, you had what was it House of the Dead um Street Fighter I'm probably revealing a bit of my age here, but, you know, there was the games that were there were actual game games, if that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, Which you don't quite get as much. Although saying that, though, I will shout out Great Yarmouth did have a great, um, it was like Connect Four, but you used basketballs instead of counters.
0: Oh, that's that's so terrible. But yes,
1: that was fun. That was fun. It was fun.
0: Yes. Yarmouth is definitely... I, I'm never going back. I think I'm done with Yarmouth for the rest of my life.
1: <laughs> I am
0: never going back to that place. I, I, I've done enough Yarmouth. So, so this definitely puts us people who don't know we're in the UK. I've, I've done enough Yarmouth for all of my life. Maybe if I want another tattoo, I'll go back. But that <laughs> might be it. That might be the only reason I go back. <laughs> oh. No. I, I think it's a shame, because I think when you see that there's... um. Still on arcades for a sec. When you look at stuff like the retro pies that people are doing and turning them into arcade cabinets, there's definitely a call for people who want this experience.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't think that you know. I think there's definitely an audience that that wants that arcade experience. Um, I remember a few years ago, YouTubers were promoting like this arcade company that made these like arcade cabinets that you could like have in your house. Yeah. Uh, you know, so I definitely think there there is a desire for it. Do I think it's as big as it used to be? No. And definitely it would require a bit of support from the games industry itself in order for it to to um, be successful just because without new games being introduced into the arcades, that's where it dies off. Um, mm. You know, at the end of the day, once you've beaten, one of these games, once you've beaten Street Fighter, once you've beaten that Halo game that I played, you you know, it's going to be a while before you'd go back to it, so you need to be able to have something new, something challenging to be able to. Are we, or
0: are, are, I was going to say, are we, or are there people who would go back to that to beat their own high score? Because that's what made those cabinets great. It was, you put your name in, and you came back next week, and you were still at the top, or you'd be knocked down, and you put another quid in and go again.
1: That is true. Um... But at
0: the same time, it would definitely need um, fresh games involved as well. Yeah, I just worry if for the Western world there's not enough of a co- Maybe, maybe just the UK. I think America is quite a social place. You know, they definitely seem to have mastered the art of being around people. <laughs>
1: so, are you just like a, in putting your own feelings on this?
0: Well, maybe I am. Maybe I'm putting the feelings that we're. We like to huddle up in our own home and maybe we're two incredibly introverted people talking about a a place you go to to be very social and with people. But I would love to be in a world where after work we all go to one of these arcade cabinets or or somewhere in the world and have drinks and all that. It's a shame, shame we don't all finish work at the same time, but still...
1: Say that that would be—you'd be on like a four-hour drinking session before
0: I get there. God, then, then you'd really have to catching up today.
1: <laughs> at least I will beat you at the video games.
0: Well, we'll find out. I—I <laughs> okay. I, I just mashed the keyboard enough, and then the keyboard—I just mashed the buttons enough, and maybe I'll kick correctly.
1: <laughs> you can mash the wrong thing anyway. By the sounds of it, all oh. of us will
0: playing
1: on an arcade cabinet. And there you are at the till, mashing the keyboard <laughs> or something. <laughs>
0: Uh, and that's why I'm not allowed back. That's why I'm not allowed back at the bowling alley.
1: Oh, that's why you got a hate, hatred for the Great Yarmouth. You've been banned, haven't you?
0: <laughs> yeah, the whole of Great Yarmouth have banned, me. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed in. No, God no. Apparently, I. I no, I
1: can't.
0: <laughs> uh, I'm t- trying to think of terrible jokes, but no, God no. Please,
1: please don't. Okay. Well, sure, what was your next topic? you did say you had two.
0: Yes. So let me let me send you another article. Basically, they're article based. I know, I like article-based stuff. I know you do. Okay. Bizarrely, they're both from the same people, which it wasn't intended. The
1: crown is out to dance, switch. okay. So this is a... Oh, wow. Okay,
0: this definitely gives me Pokemon vibes. I mean, 100% it's Pokemon vibes, right? Yeah. And and if you scroll down to look at the art of the game, it is...
1: Yeah, that's what I was, that's what I was at- like, oh, okay.
0: It is absolutely pokemon vibes so there's no getting away from the the phrase that is probably unjust to this game or unjust to some games which is it's a pokemon clone
1: i mean obviously without playing the game and sort of getting an idea of its gameplay loop it definitely yeah i mean it reminds me a lot of like pokemon gold and silver
0: yes that's exactly the sort of generation i was thinking of as well
1: just just purely from, like, the colouring and, and the
0: art style. Yeah, it's even got the um, uh, Ken Shiomori, whatever his name is, Ken something, art style, hasn't it? From the original drawings. Breed over 200 monsters. Yeah, so, yeah. I saw this, and it's clearly, as the trailer says, as the article says, inspired by Pokemon. Hmm. So... I don't have a fully flashed out question to ask, but I want to put it to you. The, this is obviously inspired by Pokemon. Yeah. So the, these companies are trying to tackle the Goliaths that made a genre. So yeah. it's, it's obviously a good thing that people are doing this, but it's also they get tarnished with this brush that I used a moment ago. It's a Pokemon clone. Yeah. So uh, how, how do you think a company would go about... Being a clone but being differential enough that it's it's its own identity because i think that's a that's a hard line to walk
1: yeah i think there's there's nothing wrong with uh imitating another game's style or genre i mean look at look at the soulsborne you know i mean the the souls the soulsborne games they they basically created a genre um themselves and it wouldn't be a genre today if other developers didn't go and develop games like Demon Souls Bloodborne
0: what yeah like Castleva like the Castlevania genre
1: Castlevania Metroid all all of those games end up end up creating I mean even roguelike actually originally came from one particular game I can't remember what game it was it's gonna be sounding stupid like rogue now <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, there's one particular game but I think it is actually rogue now I think, I'm thinking about it and we have an entire genre of video games, you know, and think about how many roguelike games there are.
0: The term roguelike derives from the 1980s game Rogue.
1: Thank you for that, <laughs> yes. So I was right, though, I was right. Um,
0: yes, you are right. The The term roguelike does come <laughs> from the game Rogue, like Metroidvania comes from Metroid and Castlevania,
1: Yeah. and
0: Pokemon Clone comes from Pokemon, and...
1: Oh i don't i don't think there's an uh you know i think the only negative connotation from having to say calling yourself a clone is whether or not you can properly differentiate yourself from the original um be it either graphic style gameplay loop you know you've got to have something that makes you different to it um, yeah with the soulsborne gate like games um a lot of them are definitely set i mean you know you've got sci-fi ones you've got fantasy ones all set in their own different worlds, but they all have the same running co- continuity of having that same sort of difficulty to it, and that's what makes it a Soulsborne game. So you know, with, with obviously a Pokemon clone, as long as really the only thing that makes it similar is the whole catching Pokemon, catching, catching monsters or catching whatever it is, raising them, fighting with them, etc. And that's okay. Um, i've recently i've been uh, on my blog i've been sort of exploring other games kind of like pokemon but not quite um,
0: yes as so I, I saw this and thought i should mention this one yeah, cuz I, I know I you have
1: was, i thought this is this is why you brought this up um, so you know i have been playing over the, over the past year i've been playing things like invisibles on playstation vita which uh, interesting experiment um, using ar technology um not quite successful, I think it was sort of a little bit ahead of its time in that, but again, it doesn't, it does away with the turn-based combat, it uses um, sort of, uh, what you, would you call it, sort of action combat, action-based. Like based. an AP
0: system? Uh,
1: not even that, because it's literally, it, there's no timer involved at all, there's no turn order, it's your, your three monsters are on the screens against the other three monsters. Okay. And you control one of them. And you can switch between the three. Um, and again, you have to play a mini game to catch those monsters. Um, again, because of the technology, it doesn't quite work, but you can see where they're going with it. Um, I've finished Nino Kuni, Wrath of the White Witch, which, I mean, its whole combat is based on you catching these familiars and raising them, evolving them. And again, the interesting thing with that is that each familiar can only be. Out in the battle for so long before it has to be recalled. Mm -hmm. Um, So you can't just simply have your strongest out the whole time. And again, the way you catch those ones is you sort of have to battle them over and over again until you build a bond with that type of familiar, and then you acquire it. Okay. Um, So I think you know, you there's definitely ways that developers have gotten around and sort of forged their own. Identity with their game in in the genre, um, but again, I mean, I must admit, looking at this one, it, this one looks very much close to, to early Pokemon. Which again, considering how Pokemon has moved away from its roots, maybe it's not such a bad thing that there's a, a developer out there that wants to go back to those roots.
0: Do Do you think that this is the real thing? It's it will Nintendo look at this and view its successes, view its failures. And change what they're doing or do you think they stick fast to their this is the path we're walking down it's do you think developers of big genres should follow should pay close attention to how their their clones they generate actually perform
1: absolutely i think and i'm, I'm always of the belief that competition is a good thing because i think the competition inspires creativity i think as you know, my, my feelings on the Pokemon series, although I dearly, dearly love it, recent uh, entries in the series have been a bit lacklustre, and I personally think that's because there's not been another game big enough to challenge it.
0: You're, you're not a, you're not a Gen 1-er, but you are a old-school Pokemon fan.
1: I, yeah, I would say Gen 2, Gen 3.
0: Said me who's played it every single one, still.
1: So. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong, I, you know, I enjoyed my time with Pokemon Stored. Um, I love Pokemon Let's Go EV because Eevee. Eevee, and of also, course. And also, it, it's a remaster of the original, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that, you know, competition is good. And I sincerely hope that monster crown or whatever um game a developer comes up with that enters that genre is incredibly successful and that it will allow the pokemon company and nintendo to sit up and realize oh hang on a second we're not the number one guys there are others out there that are creative and ambitious and want
0: we kind of sit in our ivory tower and count our money forever.
1: Exactly. I mean, it, take a look at the most recent thing with WoW. You know, I mean, obviously there, there's also been that whole scandal thing with WoW and Blizzard and that, but there has there's clearly been a dissatisfaction with the way in the direction that WoW has been going in for so long, and people have shifted over to other MMOs. They've been trying other games in the genre because the developers of that game have got complacent and thought that you know they just need to put out the bare minimum for for their game to, to keep their players happy. So yeah, I, I completely want to see more games in all the genres and, and you know anyone indie, triple A, who come up with different ideas, absolutely, let's give them a go. I I personally love the Assassin's Creed series and yeah, don't get me wrong. It deserves a bashing sometimes, but you know what? I love the fact that they took the risk and went down a more RPG route with it. You know, it may not always work, but hey, at least they're trying different things with it.
0: That's very true. Can I, can I just say one very important thing? Go for it. It's really good doing this, because it does make you talk a lot and me not talk a lot. <laughs> it's really quite nice <laughs> to be able to sit back and hear you nama for a bit, and I can, just sit, I can be I can be the quiet one for a change. <laughs> Do
1: you know what? After this, I'm going to re- like go back into my little shell for, like, the rest of the evening and not say a word. <laughs> oh,
0: I, I can't do that, unfortunately. But no. What do you,
1: I mean, you, you are the Pokemon... I mean, out of the two of us, you are probably the bigger Pokemon fan. Yes. And um, how, how do you feel about, obviously, a, a new developer, or different developer coming in with a game that's pretty similar to, to one of your favourite series and producing this sort of game?
0: See, see, now, this is where it would be really nice to have had the, the audio from last week or the last time we recorded when we were talking about what game we got like a remaster of
1: Well, oh, we did have half the recording yes we did
0: half the audio <laughs> but I, l- I look at this and go this is exactly the style that fills me with that nostalgia if it's got modern tweaks to it this is what i wish a pokemon red and blue and yellow remake was give me the art, give me the art that seeps in, but give me improved combat mechanics, give me a run button, give me some comfort of life improvements. But let me enjoy my... My, my Squirtle back looks the same as it did when I was seven. Is what I want to see. That that nostalgia is so engraved in my mind that if I see a Gen 1 Squirtle art, it immediately takes me back, because that was obviously starter for me. But, yeah, I, I'm glad to see this. There are so many ways they could have made it, you know, let, let's... I know nothing about game development, but if it's anything like... <laughs> I imagine it's nothing like editing a YouTube video or making YouTube content. And I know how complicated that can be. Yeah. I imagine programming a game to be incredibly difficult. But it's not like they're... It's not like you can get assets and make them into a game because obviously you can do that and end up with something yep. that is probably going to cost you a quid on Steam, really, rather than anything good. But it's lovely to see a like an old art style being redone, and you can tell whoever designed this. Like I say, it was the art style is definitely inspired by the original art style of Gen One Pokemon, and I absolutely oh, love t- that. That that is right in that nostalgia point of you if you look at that little yellow boy sitting on the front of that box that is a that is right in that vintage Gen 1 art style and I love that to the point where I'm looking at this thinking maybe this is what I'm doing tomorrow
1: I'll be honest this almost feels like a love letter to Pokemon rather than a Pokemon clone
0: I I think it is a love letter and I really hope I really hope people like Nintendo look at this and see it as successful and they will look at it. It's on Nintendo Life. It's being sold on the Switch. So they will get the data from it. I, I really hope that this is a a shift. And maybe one day we'll have a, a Pokemon vintage style. Designed for the old players like like us. That you can go back and think. Yes, I can forget the cares of the world. And I can just sit here leveling up my whatever my starter will be. Because I've got to fight the rock gym oh not the rock gym <laughs> it's got to be a rock gym at the start yeah maybe maybe this is something worth looking into and I can play tomorrow on my day off because it definitely does look like it ticks those boxes maybe watch a couple of videos about it
1: does this mean we can look forward to a review of it in the
0: next podcast <laughs> oh, oh that would be
1: <laughs> no pressure
0: I mean maybe I'll get some way through I'm not going to finish the game if it's anything like a, an old-school Pokémon game, there's no way I'm finishing it in, like, a week.
1: Okay, a first impression.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I'm think i tempted to give it a go. So what are you going to play for next week to discuss?
1: Um. Well, I am still chipping away at the Saboteur, um, which I know I talked about the last time we tried to record a podcast episode. Yes. Um... Uh, because I am, while well, everyone else is going forward a generation in gaming, I decide to go backwards.
0: Okay, let me, uh, there is a game I was going to suggest to you. Is so, going to be
1: Rising Kingdoms?
0: <laughs> no, I have been playing that though. <laughs> I,
1: yeah. I, I, I can act surprised and shocked that Rising <laughs> Kingdoms is on Steam again, just to recapture that.
0: Yes, uh, people who didn't see last week, which nobody would because I didn't hit record on one person's audio. Uh, It's the lost episode. (laughs) It is the lost episode. And I don't know how I'd ever recapture that one episode because
1: it's only (laughs) half
0: of people's audio. I could try and go through it and guess what was being said.
1: Yeah, just fill it in on subtitles.
0: (laughs) Yes. So, Um, So, how about Queen's Quest? Queen's
1: Quest?
0: Yes. I know very little about the series. However, I know you're looking for a game that starts with Q. <laughs> oh, okay, this
1: is published by Artifacts Monday, so that's going to be like a, is it, point point-and-click adventure?
0: Yeah, it is a point-and-click puzzle-solving adventure. Feels like a very iPad game, but I have watched uh, Game Grumps, I think, did Queen's Quest. I think they did Queen's Quest. They did a game very similar to this. It's so hard, they all look, I'm going to insult a lot of people, they all look the same.
1: I mean, I think I like damned. Yes,
0: they did Queen's Quest 2, I think that looks, no they didn't, but it looks identical to the game they did play.
1: Yeah, this is like a, uh, it's like a hidden object kind
0: of click thing, isn't it? Yeah, I was trying to find a game with Q for you. Well,
1: I do have games in my library, I just haven't played this, like Quantum Break
0: yes or quake or uh, cube
1: yeah yeah
0: yes although most people listening won't know what we're talking about so i'd have to cut this out or you have to explain what we're talking about
1: so basically on my blog i do i'm doing a a to z of gaming where i, I talk about each week a game beginning with a particular letter and unfortunately this week it just so happened to be the letter q and I have not played a single game that begins with the letter Q. So um, I put it out there for people to suggest games, and um, this is how we've ended up with Queen's Quest. <laughs> but but there hey, aren't, there I'm aren't... skipping over Q and, and just go straight to the S with the Saboteur.
0: What about you? Okay, tried. We'll oh, do Saboteur. You,
1: you. Oh cross do you know what? I haven't even saw that far ahead? I'll be honest. Uh, But I'm sure it must have a game.
0: That starts with the letter U.
1: I'm I'm sure,
0: I mean... I have more games beginning with Q than I do with the letter U. Let's
1: have a look in my Steam library, because God knows if there's a game that's going to be in my Steam library.
0: Oh, Um, I'm I'm gutted that you've missed P. I've got
1: U. Okay, so um, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom, which I haven't played. Okay, that... Unavowed, which I haven't played the uncertain last quiet day which i haven't played undertale i
0: how how did i not think of undertale
1: i booted that up once i don't know how far i got because uh, i can't remember i
0: found a terrible game that apparently i have in my library it might be great i don't know it's called perfect oh. date Perfect
1: date. it's about
0: cats idea. yes it does sound like a bad idea although there is psychonauts at p as well so I don't know why we're struggling for P. P. Hey. Yeah, I'm going through my le- I'm going through the letters, going to the alphabet.
1: Oh, okay. I was just wondering why you were getting confused with P. We jumped around. Got oh, Portal, Portal Two. Actually, I haven't played Portal Two.
0: Well, P is before Q, right? Uh, yeah, O P Q. Yeah, P is
1: before
0: Q. Yeah, that's that. I'm not jumping that far. I went to the Qs. There were two of them. They went up.
1: Yeah. They- no, you went to U and then you went back
0: again. Yes, but like U is the other side of Q and there was zero there. Oh, phasmophobia. Just...
1: Oh no, I'm not touching that room <sighs> in a 10 foot barge pole.
0: God, what about an 11 okay. foot barge pole?
1: That might become a bit unwieldy for someone of my stature.
0: Yes, you are incredibly small. <sighs> well, this is. Yeah. Uh... Pin, yeah, I, Pinball I FX. That's in your library. <laughs> Pinball FX Two is in your library. Why are you looking at my library. Now I'm looking at my library, and it just says you played played it previously. <laughs> you played I... 13 minutes of Pinball FX. I can't even
1: see it in my library. <laughs>
0: really? Wait,
1: hang on, Pinball. Pinball FX Two. I... Must have hidden it because oh yeah, it's come up now when I search it, but it's not in my. I wonder why it didn't show up for you. Oh well. Here I can play some
0: pinball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're on you now.
1: Oh, Plague ink involved.
0: Oh. Yeah. Too real right uh, now, I think. Uh, too, real.
1: too real. Do you know what? Weirdly enough, I was playing that just before the COVID pandemic went nuts. Oh. Um, I was playing it on co op mode with Danny. And, I see. Um, we named our viruses after my dogs because danny felt like they would be the biggest threat to this earth
0: how do you play plaguing Funny co-op enough,
1: well you you become the virus so you you if you play co-op you actually are the viruses you become the, the diseases so i think i think was danny barney and i was first it was the other way around and i think barney won barney wiped out the earth which oh, sh- that, if you know my dogs that would actually be quite um accurate because he loves people <laughs> so yeah <laughs> i don't know how we got onto this topic i'll
0: be honest well that's the whole point of why we're recording it it's never knowing where the conversation will take us yeah to how
1: my dog became a
0: plague in the video game okay? oh maybe next uh, next week i hope we go a bit further and our we go a bit further from the topics of the waste shrine Oh Until... you
1: you Give it
0: time, you know. You know where our conversations will be. Oh God, yeah. You know, this week will be tame. This week is just two. This is just us talking about trying to stay on topic, trying to go right. Okay, how do we do a podcast? Next week, <laughs> my God, it's going to be whatever. We're not going to be even talking about gaming. We're going to be talking about lives, and then God knows there is one great game that I, I want you to play when you get to W okay i've never played it but i've got it in my library that i want to play with somebody
1: which
0: is i've got warehouse and logistics simulator
1: oh god no
0: yes no i want to move some boxes around the warehouse
1: we need to get you some serious help
0: (laughs) yes moving those boxes
1: no (laughs) you can find someone unless it's a humorous co-op game where i can sabotage your efforts
0: uh i think there's a zombie mode but no. You... Although there is a, there is one game you've played that I would love to know how to play properly. You've only played it for not even an hour, which is Warframe.
1: Okay, I actually play more of that on my Switch.
0: Oh, okay. You might. I. I... Do you know what I don't get? Why I can't reset my character? I'm sitting there going, I played it. I had no idea what was going on. Let me reset my character. Damn it! But you can't do it. I have no
1: clue. No. I'm sure, there's a way. No, Maybe it, someone you... out there listening to this can advise
0: you. You log in tight to an account, so you have to create a brand new account if you want to do that.
1: Really?
0: Okay. Well... So how is the saboteur yeah. going?
1: The saboteur is going very well, um, I think. I mean, I'm blowing a lot of stuff up, so...
0: So for people who don't know, the saboteur is...
1: Oh, The Saboteur is an open world action game set in Paris in wo- during World War 2 when it was occupied by the Nazis. You play as an Irish man, a racing driver who has a bit of a grudge against said Nazis. So he just goes along with the the French resistance just to get some payback. It, it's a little bit cheesy, it's a little bit a game a game of its time, but um it's it's definitely fun. Definitely, oh. I think it's one of the one of those games that, perhaps, flew a little bit under the radar at the time when it was released.
0: And it's not Saboteur, it's The Saboteur.
1: Yeah, it's The Saboteur.
0: Which is a distinction, because there is a game called Saboteur.
1: Yeah, no, no, this is The Saboteur. It was... Uh, hang on, I forgot. what no, Got the place here. Uh, it was developed by Pandemic. <laughs> well, that's awkward. And published by EA. <laughs>
0: Oh, that's doubly awkward. We'd also have to fucking spell the word saboteur.
1: S A B O T. It's in
0: my wish list. I find it that way. <laughs> I found the sabotage.
1: Okay, you get a little bit confused.
0: <laughs> yes, any spelling mistakes in the comments or any spelling mistakes in the... Anything to do with this video image is definitely not... It's definitely my part of this.
1: <laughs> I claim no responsibility.
0: No, you claim... Which is why you're writing the... Uh, which is why you're yes. writing all the stuff for the channels. Oh,
1: uh, oh, all of the channels.
0: Okay. It's just to write one thing, and I copy and paste it to them all. Oh, oh, there is a game I found this week that I really want to buy, but I do worry it's going to be terrible. But apparently, it's getting good reviews. Go on then. So, g- gaming tangent, anime. So, as I i've mentioned to you a lot recently I've really found a love of one particular studio Studio Triggers Animes yes and there is a there are a couple they've made a couple of games or they've been licensed to do a couple of games okay and one of the games I found that they made is Little Witch Academy Chamber of Time oh dear yes apparently the reviews say if you like the series this is a you should buy it
1: so basically you've got to be a fan to enjoy it
0: yeah if you're a what Top review, if you're a fan of Little Witch Academy, this is a must-buy. There's tons of excellent voice interaction between all the characters. And well, something's good.
1: Okay.
0: If you want to know this is a good game, well... Then it's a the long so list.
1: basically, you've got two games you want to try out, is what you're saying.
0: No, I, I can't do two games.
1: <laughs> I don't
0: have the money to do two games.
1: Oh, choices, choices now.
0: <laughs> yes. I've already forgotten the name of the game that we were just talking about
1: the Pokemon one
0: yeah the Pokemon literally I have over my screen still
1: monster crap that's it I was just thinking is this sort of a good point to um wrap this up since unless you have any other topics that you wanted to discuss that's two that
0: that get, that makes it make that payback for last week where I, you did two and then I lost all the the audio <laughs> so does
1: that mean then we both got to come up with one topic next time I think
0: so, we'll do, we'll do a bit of- we'll okay. meet at the Way Shrine, we'll do a bit of nattering about some games, we'll go on some tangents, maybe we won't even get to a topic. Some That's of our better. best conversations are when we don't get to the topics.
1: That is true. Okay, so... Okay. so who's going to sign this Because, <laughs> <laughs> look, we were so fixated on the introduction.
0: Hey, I was more than happy with our first podcast where we did the introduction at the end of the video.
1: Oh yes. And, yeah, we
0: need and maybe by next week my voice will be a little better and a little higher pitch. Well, uh, thank you very much for listening, guys. You've joined us at the Way Shrine. Don't forget to dab that bell.
1: <laughs> <laughs> We're down with the kids.
0: We're definitely down with the kids. I, I I can't dab on with no camera, and I wouldn't do that anyway because I am a grown adult and that is childish. And I'm not down with the kids. If I did that I might accidentally break something. <laughs> okay. No, she's gone quiet I'm not on me.
1: I'm not disagreeing with you.
0: Fair enough. Thank you for joining us at the wastewine today. Hopefully, wherever we've ended up you've enjoyed the journey. I don't know if that we need a saying for the end of this. I don't know anything at all, really.
1: Yeah,
0: that was very good. Yeah, say, save me, say something
1: oh okay um yeah thank you uh for joining us and listening to us ramble hopefully you enjoyed hearing two very random individuals um and hopefully you'll join us the next time we do one of these podcast episodes